And hello, movie lovers. Tonight, we're going to be talking about Game of Thrones, House of the Dragons. I have Crichton Hobbs with me. If this is your first time coming to my channel, welcome to the channel. Comment below if you like what you see and everything. Don't forget to smash that like button. Just, well, just trying to welcome you guys to the community that we have for Movie Lover tonight. And so, with further ado, let's get on with the show. Hi, hey y'all, how y'all? <laughs> I'm doing great. How you doing? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. Sorry, I've been making this gangster film, so I get that New York thing going, you know. Exactly. I, I totally understand that. And tonight, we are actually going to be talking about House of the Dragon episode five, like I mentioned before. This is actually called We Like the Way. I'm just going to give a little bit of synopsis of what this episode actually entails. And then from there, we'll go on and give, give you guys our thoughts. So, yeah. returning to the vow, Damien murders his wife, Lady Rhea Royce, King uh, Viserys, arranges a marriage between Rhaenyra and Sir Leonor, uh, mollifying Lord Corlys uh, of uh, uh, the Veleron. Uh, Rhaenyra understands Leonor's homosexuality and proposes performing their royal duties together while ha having lovers. So, that's just a small little tidbit of information that I have for the synopsis. But let me just say this. I thought the cinematography at the very beginning of it was really awesome to actually see, especially when you see those high mountains and everything. Also, too, this is actually the same location and stuff like that when we actually see the hound and we see the little sister from the oh. Game of Thrones. So this is the same area that they went to. Thank you, Abby, for that little tidbit of information because I didn't even know that until I watched your video at yeah. uh, Motor City Nerds. As a matter of fact, I'm going to be referencing Abby a lot in this episode because she actually helped me out with this. But yeah. the cinematography is really cool. I definitely like the wide shots and things like that. And of course, when we get into this episode, we actually see, like I said before, we wind up seeing, um, we wind up seeing Lady Rhea. She winds up riding her horse uh, in this in this valley, yeah. and of course, you know, her father or her. Uh, you know, some relative of hers is like, "Hey, let me ride with you." She's like, "No, no, no, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I'll be fine." Then we wind up seeing Damien makes her fall off her horse. The horse winds up falling backwards, and then of course he winds up killing her. And here's the thing that I liked about that on how settled it actually was, because they didn't actually show it. So I'm thinking that like, yeah. okay, we already have one gory scene yeah. already, so we don't want to gross out our viewers any more than what we have to. So. And she's talking shit. She's like, oh, that's what I thought. You're not going to finish the job. And he goes yeah. on and finishes it. But yeah. what's your initial thoughts? Well, uh, you know, with The Veil, it's always, even with, you go back to Game of Thrones, what, uh, they always remind me of when you go to a family reunion and there's that one relative that shows up and you're like, yeah, something's fixing to happen. I don't know why, but th that's the veil to me. It, you don't know why you, you like them for some weird reason. They're always invited to the family. Reunion, <laughs> but, but it's like, there they are. Something's fixing to happen, you know, but like, I loved that almost, um, cliffhanger you didn't see the actual death blow you didn't see but it was just enough that was excellent excellent film work excellent filming uh storytelling because you know so coming from a director's point of view sometimes less is more and if you just see the person walking up like 
um, you know, walking up with rock. Yeah, you pretty much knew what was fixing to happen, you know. Exactly. So, uh, so I really, I mean, I hate that, you know, that she died, but I thought it was very well presented and very well done. I did too, because here's the thing: Damien's been mentioning his wife throughout the last the last course of these episodes, where he just yeah. hates her. And to the point where, you know, you had a feeling that it was going to be coming, but you just didn't know if she was just going to die of natural causes or anything like that. But nothing surprises me with Damien. Damien is one of those characters, is one of my favorite characters from Game of Thrones. And of course, with them not having any ears or anything like that, he's able to inherit their land. So now that's why he was at that dinner. So the way he knew that other guy was there, the relative of yeah. his wife, he's like, by the way, I'm going to be coming for my land. Just letting you know. So to sign over that deed. But I definitely like that. And then, of course, we also see another thing that winds up happening. So we see the TIE Tower telling the Queen that it's her fault for believing in Rhaenyra and that why he's actually fired. He wouldn't have gotten fired if he would actually if she would have actually believed the allegations and stuff like that that he actually heard. But because of that, that's why he's off. And he's also telling her this. If you do not go on ahead and nip this in the bud right now, you're going to have more problems than just me leaving. You're going to wind up having the queen, which is Rhaenyra. Rhaenyra is going to inherit the kingdom, which also, too, people are not going to take a liking to because of the fact that she's a woman. And because she's a woman, she's going to try and prove a point. And by proving the point, she's going to wind up killing the queen's uh, son. So the way he doesn't get the heir to the throne or anything. Just yeah. to prove the point that she is strong. But that's what I got out of the context with that. And then uh, we also see another thing, too, where, you know, um, basically Aegon, which is supposedly the queen's uh, son, has to be the one who rules and has to train her son to take over the throne before Rhaenyra even gets close to it. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it feels to me like the queen and... Uh, what was what's the queen's last name? Uh, Hightower or something? Yeah, she's a Hightower. Yeah, and O Town. It's kind of like there's little alliances like that. That's you know like little family things. You know, kind of like. But the, to me, where I haven't picked up anything, it's like where where are the Starks? You know, where are they showing up? Well, this is. <laughs> Well, don't forget, this is also 200 years before all that, too. Yeah, so this, we've kind of seen Lannisters and, you know, the High Towers Hotel. I'm like, where's the right. Starks? you got to show them around a little bit. <laughs> Dang, man, you know. That's true. I, I'm wondering if we might actually get them maybe in the Latin next episode or something, or maybe at yeah. the end of uh, the last episode. Because don't forget, we do have a Jon Snow storyline that's going to be coming in for the spinoff show. So mm-hmm. that might actually have something to do. Maybe there might be more Starks in mm-hmm. that series. Yeah. So, yeah. You that's know, true. but you know, the Tigarians are on the focal point of this ep- of this season. Yeah. That's one sad thing, unfortunately. No Starks. Uh, were out of the gate. Yeah. But you know, another thing I want to mention is the king arrives, King Corliss arrives. And of course, on his journey to this, he's seasick. He's not he's actually getting sicker now. It's going way past the whole entire thing with the maggots with his hands. He's very gullible. And matter of fact, me and Abby and I, and tell me what you think of our theory, Crichton. We actually said that we think it's the maesters that's actually uh, poisoning him. 
so that way they can actually get more of a political gain and put whatever whoever they think is right for them, not necessarily right for the people, but right for them on a political agenda to get in, uh, to get in power. So therefore, they right. get rid of the king. So therefore, they, after that, they get Rhaenyra in there. Yeah, um, you know, I read in uh, some interview that they they finally come out at the, and said publicly that the king is suffering from leprosy. Hmm. So yeah, you know, yeah. So somebody who I can't remember what interview it was, but I I just I googled it and looked it up, and there. They're like, yeah, the king is suffering from leprosy. So, considering you know the, this fictional world and the time and this and that, I guess maggots and that kind of you know. <laughs> oh, During that time, their medications was passed on throughout years of stuff. So they're like, uh, oh, this this helped master so and so. Yeah. That's my stuff. Okay, if master so and so it worked so well, then why is he here to tell right. you how great the maggots worked? You know yes, what I mean? I, yeah. Uh now do I think there's a power play? Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. Honestly, I really would not doubt it with the Maesters because um you know, it always makes me think of honestly Game of Thrones. The, uh, you know, the 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 maester who was ball headed, and he always yeah, said the, the the cool little one liners and stuff like that. I call them yeah. Gossip Girl. That's what I call them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I wouldn't be shocked at all. You know, honestly. Right, and here's another thing too that I wanted to point out as far as this goes too. Was the fact that, you know, with the maesters with the, and stuff like that, well, we actually see the whole entire agenda where basically we actually have one of the high towers he winds up leaving. Now the other brother is in there now, and he looks like Littlefinger. He, I mean, he acts he like Littlefinger, dresses <laughs> like Littlefinger. I'm calling him Middlefinger because that's yeah. how I look at it. And especially whenever he's talking about the roses and how they bloom on such a day like this. In other words, is there's actually a dark, a calm before the storm, this darkness that's overpowering you. It's amazing to me that this glory of this rose is actually gloom, blooming whenever you are full of this darkness that's about to happen. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he speaks in plain but riddles. Uh, right. Things, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. I can see the, the, I like the way it's done because it, it it's a different take than the Game of Thrones, but it, it's it's like a familiar familiarity to it yeah so to me you know like i'm not a game i'm not an expert in all this you know like star wars i got you but you know (laughs) but game of thrones i'm i know enough to keep up and i'm i'm deep dive into it but like i i'm not like uh yeah, I'm books. not like Abby or anything like that either. I'm just a casual yeah. viewer of the Game of Thrones yeah. show and the House of the Dragon, mm-hmm. which I love so much that Abby is like an encyclopedia for Game of Thrones because I can go yeah. to her for anything I need and then she'll be able to pull it. And that's how I got some of the cliff notes that I got from her through text messages because I said, look, I, <laughs> I know that you can't make it or anything. But can you actually help me out with something? And she winded up helping me out with certain things that I needed help Yay. explaining. Mm-hmm. But okay, so like I said, we have King of uh, the King of Viserys. He winds up arriving to Corliss's kingdom, and then Lord uh, 
then of course, like I said before, we wind up having this whole entire exchange between the two houses where basically where we wind up having this, we wind up seeing Ranieri, uh, between Ranieri and, and his son wanting to marry the both of them. And uh, Sir Lanier, the king's daughter, Vizier, uh, well, like I said, Renera. And so they question the secession of what they actually entail. And basically, okay, so what happens if what what happens with the throne and everything? So basically, he's uh, Viserys said this: "Enter the throne will go to her if he dies." In other words, is it'll go to the kids. The kids yeah. take the father's name, uh, which is uh, the Velarons. I think that's how you say. It. I forgot how to say that. And then the firstborn to ascend the Iron Throne, he or she will take the Targaryen, which is, and then the dragons will rule the seven, uh, seven kingdom for the next hundred years. So that's how they actually broke that down. Yeah. So then, of course, you wind up seeing the king, uh, see Corliss's son. He's engaging in homosexuality and things like that too. And even his own wife said, "Are you sure we want to do this? Because you know how our son is." Yeah, and this right. is not going to end well if it's caught out in the open. Uh-huh. And he's yeah. like, "There's, no, trust me. Once he actually gets to be inside of a woman, there is nothing like it. Right. He's going to love it." I'm right. like, "Okay, this is just like a modern day times. Okay, if you if the guy is gay and he goes on and kisses a woman, he's going to love her. No, if that's not what he wants, if he's if he's not attracted to the woman, he's not going to be attracted to her at all. So." Yeah. I mean, anyway, and so I also like how how basically Renera uh, is actually doing this though too. She she's doing exactly what Damien said to do. She goes, look at what I can do because I'm a and she as well. If I was a man, I would be called a whore if I did that because she said marriage is nothing. You can do yeah. whatever you want, do as you please, and basically that's what Renera is doing. Yeah. And she's saying, okay, well, you know what? I'm going to marry me someone. If they want me to marry me someone, so, someone, guess what? I'm going to choose someone that's gay so that way I can go off on do my own thing. He does his thing, and it all works out in the end. I'll spit out a couple of kids just to make somebody happy, and that'll be the end of it. Right. So that's what I got out of it. Yeah, and to me, the message that I got was um, it was basically an like what they were saying at the wedding. This is a political arrangement they, right, you know, to strengthen all, the houses. yeah it's just a political arrangement thing which you know you know they did that back they still <laughs> to an extent royalty and germany and england you know all them royalties they they, they kind of still did that, you know it's politically arranged you know exactly and then another thing I have to mention is this. Okay, so you have that going on, and then of course you have Sir Christian, which is probably one of my favorite characters, mm-hmm. even though it took him about three hours to take off all that armor just to bang uh, um, right. just to bang the princess. But, you know, I, I liked how he said it. He goes, look, he's on the boat. They're by themselves. I look, love that come away, Come away with me. Forget about all this mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Forget about the you can marry and choose who you want to be with rather than somebody to tell you what to do. Mm. And she just looks at him like, wait, I got this thing figured out, dude. Uh, I was like, I bet at first she might have went with it, maybe if she didn't have things figured out. But she's like, dude, why would I want to give up this just to be a normal person? Yeah. 
Yeah, it reminded me too of uh, you know the Game of Thrones thing, like whenever Jon Snow was talking to um, uh, Amelia Clark. I can't remember her. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, yeah uh, you know, it was kind of like he was pleading with her, don't do this, you know, just come run off with me and this and that. And we'll go. But it, it was the same. It was different, but it, it was the same thing. You know, let's leave right. it all behind and go, you know. And I thought that was a very well-balanced and very well-done scene to where, to me, that's what captured me. You know, that's where I was like, oh, I like this. I do love this, you know, because um, it was very well-performed, and I, I, I thought it was just excellent. The whole I did, too. Thing. And, another, and you know what, though, Crane, is this. Okay, so we have that going on, and then... When the queen questions Sir Christian about, she goes, I heard about my daughter and that she was quarreling with her uh, uncle. Is that true? He goes, no, that isn't true. And I like how he owns up to it. He does not BS it or anything like that. Yep. I respect Christian for that. He goes, yeah, I was the one who did it. And he feels guilty about it, that guilt and shame. He asked her not to uh, torture him or anything. Just go ahead and kill him right off the bat. And that's the end yep. of it. But she winds up sparing his life, and then you can see this guilt that's throughout this whole entire episode with Christian, and you can tell that Christian really wants more with Rhaenyra, but Rhaenyra just wants to keep him as a side piece, so whenever she's horny or whatever, she can go ahead and bang him. Yeah. And while the gay uh, the gay person of Corliss uh, yeah. can go off and do his thing, and then I also like how they actually uncover each other's secrets, where basically Rhaenyra knows... The, the son is gay, and then the son winds up finding out that Sir Christian is gay, but it's kind of like this. It's okay to uh, fuck your cousin, but it's not okay to fuck your, uh, fuck yeah. your uncle. So... <laughs> I know, and like, I, I like that whole wedding scene where the the two, you know, the two outsiders, the one antagonize the you know sir christian yeah or, or, or what was that his name christian or what well yeah he antagonized uh christian which is christian, the white yeah. knight which is the yeah. knight yeah and that's like i was like dude that is the stupidest move you could have ever made you're, you're talking to a trained killer you know <laughs> why would you want to uh, do something that's stupid you know and to set him off even more than what he's already set off mm -hmm. to begin with because because here's the thing, that guy does not know what that knight has been faced with even beforehand. Yep. Or anything uh, either. Uh, so he, Christian's, uh, here's the thing, Christian's head is not in the right space right now to even have a conversation with. Yep. And him doing what he did, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. But, okay, tell me if you did not get red uh, the Red Wedding vibe from this episode. I did. I, I picked that up big time. I picked uh, that so up. Yeah. And there was that slow build to what happened, which mm -hmm. is something that I really liked. And also, too, the music speeds up Yeah, throughout each thing is happening. I'm like, oh, my God, someone's going to get killed right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you have that slow tension that's built up into the party scene. And especially whenever the king's about to give that speech about there's going to be seven games played out before the actual marriage. And then you see the wife come in with the green uh, Tiger uh, Tigerian, uh, not Tigerian, but uh, uh, Hightower thing, Hightower dress, 
yeah. which represents her house, and basically saying, you know what, screw the Targaryen, and, I am who I am, and this is actually going to go to and, war between the Blacks and the yeah. uh, and the and the Green. Yeah, because that's what I loved hearing that extra little tidbit of information during that scene. It says, you know what, high towers when they're wearing that color means war, you know, <laughs> and uh, and the way she uh, presented and the way it was just acted out, you could tell she was not wanting to be there. She's like, no. I showed up and I'm I'm gone, and then she went and talked to her uncle. That you know, so I was like. I love it. You know, I was like that. That's to me, it just it made it more fun to watch. To me, it, it definitely was. Especially another thing too is I like how Damien walks in there and he owns every single time he comes into a room. He just owns that room and that space. <laughs> he just sits out there chilling. Then all of a sudden, the wife's father comes out there. He goes, "What's up?" He goes, mm-hmm. "By the way, I'm going to be coming for your land now." Just yeah, so you know. Right. And then yeah. he goes, Well, you killed my daughter. That's just accusations. Mm-hmm. I'm coming, I'm coming for your land since I don't have no ears to my th- ears or anything. Yeah. That's why I'm coming. Mm-hmm. I'll be there in a couple of days. And then yeah. he just goes back to being who he is, and then he winds up going over to where you can definitely tell his eyes is on Renera. He wants to be with Renera now. At first I didn't see it. Now I'm actually seeing more of him wanting to be with yeah. Renera. And that's what he's after. Mm-hmm. And so now he's trying to do anything he can to get with Renera. Yeah. And, you know, they start talking in their tone and their dialect. And then you see this other, that scene being played out that we mentioned where yeah. you see uh, the son's boyfriend go over to the dude, to the Christian. And then that's when Christian winds up being the snot out of him, like, like yeah. meat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, to me, the interesting thing is like, okay, you know, we've all casual watchers. We all known through watching Game of Thrones and stuff that the Targaryens, they kind of inbred with each other. You know, it's like they all kind of married within the family. Yeah, within their family type thing. And, you know, so it's like, to, you know, to me as a watcher, I don't like that. I'm like, that's strange. You know, <laughs> most people, I think that's like, that's weird. But it is a strange family. Yeah, honestly, I mean, how many families, you know, rides dragons? <laughs> Only right. one, you know, <laughs> I mean. But you see, though, also, too, I look at it as through the biblical sense, though, too. Not just because don't forget, it says be fruitful and be multiply. And at that time, they had a mate with each other because of the fact that there was no way of any other people to actually re- reproduce. So at that time, there was that whole entire thing with ancestry within the Bible system itself. So that's why I'm like, okay, so this, in a sense, kind of makes sense in a way because of the fact it might be going into those kind of terms within the show. But at the same time, it's very, it's, it's, it, it bothers me. It's like, yeah, uh-uh. it's like, yeah. You're right. I'm not, I'm yeah. not trying to justify it. I'm just saying how it's kind of, yeah, mm, yeah. I was play, being played out in a certain kind of way. Yeah, but yeah. And but like I said, it's okay to, it's, it's not okay to fuck your uncle, but it's okay to fuck your cousin. So yeah. <laughs> that's basically what I. But yeah. hey, so then we also see the whole entire deal where Sir Christian winds up feeling bad yet again. He leaves, and then once again the queen comes out to him. 
Mm-hmm. And he's about to kill himself. And I thought he was only going to off himself. Yeah. So I'm wondering if the queen and him are going to get together now. And or, then that's. Yeah. I, I, I have to go maybe. back to the game. Well, here's yeah. the thing. I need to go back to Game of Thrones. I need to ask Abby this. Yeah. But I'm not sure if this is. If she winds up sleeping with Sir Christian and that's where Jon Snow comes from. Or if it's um, through Rhaenyra because uh, Rhaenyra and Sir Christian uh, winded up sleeping together. So I can't remember offhand on how that's connected because I remember mm-hmm. like in the last season they actually t- told us that he was a bastard. He became through the royal family of the Tigarians. Tig- yeah. So I'm wondering what's the connection and how that's fit in. So that's something I have forgot. So that's yeah. something I got to ask, ask Abby on. on yeah. Part. Yeah. I know it, it was a real cliffhanger moment. Um, to me, I, I got it from, there's definitely some kind of alliance, some type of alliance with Sir Christian and the queen, you know, um, now, what that would be, I don't know. It's probably going to come out on the next episode, I think. Because isn't the next episode like supposed to do a time jump? Yeah, there's going to be a time jump for this one. And I also want to mention this, uh, too. So you know how we've talked about the colors and stuff like that where mm-hmm. the queen. So get this. The people who read the book didn't even know that either. Oh, wow. So that, so that was something new that Abby had pointed out, that it was a little bit of insight that she didn't know about. Um, so by her showing up in her house colors and saying, fuck the Tigarians, essentially. Also, their house words are, we like the way. Uh, then also, too, she says that she thinks the Maesters via Harvard Hightower is responsible for what's going on. I think the Maesters... Uh, then she also says, I think you were right about them fucking with the throne, but watch that scene when that younger maester looks at the other, the older yeah. one, like, what, the, what, WTF, why, why won't we try? Yeah, why won't we try, yeah. Then Otto Hightower knew off rip, rip the, he isn't living long. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's a lot of stuff here. So then also, too, someone said some line of dialogue of like, what color does the flame burn in uh, Old Town when the high towers call their banners? She said green. We talked about that. Also, someone at work g- gave her some fancy. Okay, that, that's something different. Um, oh. So, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, says so everything that Abby had covered with me on stuff that I was asking questions about because there were certain things that I was confused on and wanted to get understand right. it. This I, I definitely like this, and of course you have the private celebration, and then you see the blood on the floor, where the uh, where Viserys winds up falling to the floor and passing out. So it's like yeah. blood is being poured over this marriage, mm-hmm. and there's going to be even more bloodshed. So it's like a little bit of foreshadowing mm-hmm. into what we're getting. Now, see, I've always wondered too, like after the the blood that was on the floor, where uh, that. That uh, whatever the, the, no the gay guy he, he okay. died yeah okay I can't remember his name so uh but the rats uh, at, when they were getting married they were the marriage w- was happening right and we were watching that and then they showed the rats that come up to the blood and was you know tasting the blood which rats are going to do that but I wonder if there was a symbolism of some sort 
with that, the rats coming up to the blood. Well, don't forget, we actually do have rats within the kingdom itself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we could actually deal with someone that could be ratting somebody out. We could deal yeah. with uh, some something like that. But yeah, I could actually see a, maybe, maybe a little bit of foreshadowing within that. Also, too, blood being poured yeah. over uh, over uh, this whole entire event. Also, too, with the marriage. So there's going to be a lot of blood on everybody else's hands. Mm -hmm. between this marriage and between the things to come yeah yeah and i mean it was just i I was like there's some type of symbolism but i just i can't put my finger on it i know it's there so what we'll you'll have to ask abby what what does symbolism will. mean yeah you'll know but yeah i think that's everything i had wanted to cover as far as this episode goes because i can't think of anything on hand i think i covered everything within this episode because it was so good the slow pacing uh, the slow build of that dinner scene and then also too if you notice how awkward uh Viseri is whenever his wife walks in through the door after that yeah. but he's all excited at first and then it's kind of like that will uh smith slap where everything just feels awkward after yeah. that it's like and we're gonna go ahead and celebrate our marriage <laughs> Yeah, I am so excited. The king yeah. actually said we're gonna be celebrating the marriage. Did you hear that? Yes, I am it's... so excited. Uh, no. I am. <laughs> but now, <laughs> and right, I know. And another thing too that I realized about this episode is that you know originally the king was saying there's gonna be seven days of tournaments and feasting and da 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 da. But then after he passes out from being sick and then all that chaos happened, they immediately that night got married. There was no screwing around. They didn't even, they just, they was like, uh-uh. Somebody or the king was probably had enough strength and he's like, nope, it's going to happen tonight before, right. you know. Because I think it's the bottom line is this, it's... I know that we wanted to celebrate, but I don't have much time left. I think mm -hmm. Viserri knows he doesn't have much time left. Yep. And of course, if you notice in each scene, and this is how much I love this actor, and I know I mentioned it in like the first couple of episodes, but if you notice how he's sitting on the throne, he's very uncomfortable being on the throne. It's not because of the fact that he's not comfortable being king. It's because of the fact of what he's going through himself with dying and yeah. also trying to show some presence of power at the same time. And now... He can't show that presence because of the fact now it's actually weakening him to the point yeah. where he has to rush this marriage versus him wanting to take his time and do these games, these tournaments and stuff like that and have fun. And now he's not able to. Yeah. Yeah. And it also goes back on the whole entire episode too, where the King and the game of Thrones in the very first or second episode where he gets poisoned yeah. and dies. Mm -hmm. and that's when yeah. the shit hits the fan after he dies yeah but you know it's like little small pieces that are moving that i really yeah. like now yeah oh yeah that i wonder is uh did they green light uh a season two yet for house of dragons or no or are they still deciding to be honest with you i don't know but they need to like <laughs> yeah <laughs> because views have been gone up yeah yeah they have they're, they're they've really uh, as far as i know it's it, it's strange because like when i remember back with game of thrones you know people were 
Yeah, yeah. But now this one, it's like, I guess there's been such a time gap from Game of Thrones to what's airing currently. You know, the it's right. been years for all of us, and now we're like, oh, something new. You know? It's exciting. Uh, yeah. Like like I told Abby, I said I wasn't sure if I was going to be excited to have another Game of Thrones thing in my life. I'm like, okay, I'll give it a shot. And then next thing I know, what I'm having like I'm into episode five now, and just having a good time, just kicking out over episode five. Yeah, but we do have right now we're at five out of ten episodes, and the last episode is called The Black Queen. Oh, wow! So, and that's going to air on October twenty third. All right, so it's going to be interesting to see how yeah. this actually plays out. So yeah. I'm excited about that. I know that you're also excited about your movie that's going to be coming out pretty soon, though, too. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, it's we're working on it. Whew. Yeah, it's, I know uh, you are. You're busy, uh, busy as all get out when it comes down to that film, man. You mm-hmm. guys are doing such a great job over there. I just want to oh, mention that. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a, uh, it, it's gonna be fun when it gets out. You know, it's gonna be another. Cause, well, I heard a, a reporter say to me, he's like, "Yeah, we all need another gangster movie in our life." <laughs> you know? Yes, we do. <laughs> Well, with that being said, guys, that's going to do it for our Game of Thrones Episode 5 review. Come back for Episode 6. I think I might actually have Abby on on Sunday instead of doing this on Wednesday. So go on ahead, tune in, 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern Time for that show. So always until next time, guys, it's been realistic and fun. By the way, that's not going to be 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern Time because of the fact Game of Thrones airs at that time. So therefore, I'll be at 9 o'clock. Uh, Central Time, yeah. 10 o'clock Eastern Time. So come over at Movie Lovers Unite, chat with us in the live chat and all that good stuff. If you're new here, smash that like button, smash the subscribe button. Don't forget to comment below. And don't forget, we actually have uh, Rossi's show tomorrow night, 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern Time. And she's going to do a new segment called Rossi Talks About Movies, TVs, and Everything in Between. So that's going to be her new show segment, segment on Thursdays on once a week. And then Friday is my She-Hulk after show review with William from Conversations About Dot 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 podcast. And that's at 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern Time. Always until next time. Thank you again, my friend, for joining me as always. 